Welcome to the Even the Rocks podcast, where we believe that just like the rocks cry out, proclaiming Jesus as our Savior, our symptoms cry out to help us support our temple. I'm Lindsay. And I am Danielle, and we are your hosts here. We are both nutritional therapy practitioners with a biblical worldview, and within this podcast, we will teach you the way God created our bodies to be innately intelligent. You will be pointed to Jesus and understand how to support your body best. Welcome to our episode today on hydration. I am Danielle and Lindsay is here with me and we are going to talk about all things hydration and um, about hydration is is another foundation of wellness and it is a piece that we overlook and take for granted and honestly we try to supplement with other beverages and things that get in the way of hydration and If you are an American listening or watching this, most Americans actually live in a chronic state of dehydration. And we don't even know that we're dehydrated. We just think that whatever. But when we start to feel um, dehydration and thirst or fatigue or things, we're already 2% dehydrated. Like, or I'm sorry, we've already lost 2% of our body's water content. As soon as we start to feel fatigue or thirst and things. So that's kind of creepy to me and scary to me that as soon as it's like 2% of our body water is gone. Um, so it's really vital to everything that our body does foundationally and for it to even function, even Lindsay's favorite digestion system. Um, it requires hydration, proper hydration levels. So you know, be, a lot of symptoms that people don't associate with being dehydrated, your anxiety your headaches, your your skin being dry, all of these things are dehydration symptoms. And it's not, you know, <clears throat> heartburn and joint pain. Those are dehydration. Those are actually chronic dehydration symptoms. If you have joint pain, if you are extremely anxious, if you have these symptoms in your life, and most people do, that is a sign that you are chronically dehydrated. You know, dehydration isn't, it's not just water. Mm-hmm. Just like what we talked about in the mineral balance uh, episode. Whenever you're dehydrated, your body, it, you know, if you are drinking enough water and, you, you know, we say to drink at least half of your body weight in ounces a day. Now that's not perfect, that's not exact. We're all going to be bio-individual. If you're, if you're out in the sun more, if you're getting hot, if you're constantly sweating, if you're working out constantly, if you are, if you are breastfeeding, if you're pregnant, all of these different things have different contributing factors to how much water you personally need. Now, when you are drinking water, if you're constantly going to the bathroom, you don't have enough minerals because the water you're drinking is depleting you of your minerals. Now, the reason you're constantly peeing is because that water is not being shuttled into your cells. And there's so many important reasons as to why your water doesn't just need to flush out your system. Yeah, that's helping you go to the, that's helping you go poop. That's helping you a little bit whenever you're drinking a lot of water and it's flushing you out. That's important. But to be hydrated, it's not just about drinking water. It's about supporting your body so that your body absorbs that water that you're drinking. Yeah. And, you know, something that you said about, you know, bio-individuality, something I didn't know and I learned was that the older we get, we probably need more water because Mm -hmm. we can't rely on thirst. Thirst is not an indicator of our necessarily of when we're actually thirsty or need to drink because as we get older, our thirst sensation goes away. Like it's not anywhere near as sensitive as it is when we are much younger. And I don't know if it has to do with like, you know, um, necessarily age and it could, but I'm also wondering how much, how much have we adapted to learning? Oh, I'm not thirsty until I really feel like a dry tongue or until I feel like chronic. Yeah. And that's like chronic and something else as you were going through like signs of chronic dehydration, you said heartburn, but joint pain. If you are constantly just feeling aches and pains, if you're having back pain, if you're having um, colitis, if you struggle with colitis, or even get this, exercise-induced asthma. 
that is a sign of chronic dehydration. Now, your lungs aren't oxygenated. Your lungs aren't moist. Yep, and you have to have you have to be able to moisture or put uh, moisture on your oxygen to your for your lungs to even absorb that oxygen to then go into your bloodstream and then to like give us oxygen all throughout our body. So, just some other things, just an idea like Early signs of chronic dehydration, or I'm sorry, yes, early signs of dehydration are just thirst, which again is bio-individual. The older you are, you're more likely not going to feel it. And honestly, for me, whenever I'm in dry heat, I don't feel thirst. I actually don't feel thirsty until it's like really bad. Um, Fatigue is another symptom. Dry mouth, darker urine, cravings, you know, sometimes... People do talk about, oh, if you're ha- if you're hungry, you might be thirsty. That's kind of true. But if you're starting to have some cravings for things, probably like chocolate, um, things like salty chips and things like that, you might actually be dehydrated and your body's like, hey, I need some minerals here. I need- I'm losing my mineral balance here. Muscle cramps. If you are someone who gets muscle cramps easily, you are likely dehydrated. Um, she said anxiety, headaches, depression, migraines. Um, and memory issues. Like that's something I noticed that that comes to me almost. Um, I notice when I haven't had enough water, let's just say it's been two days and I've gotten made like not quite my normal amount of water. My memory go, I can't remember certain words. I'll be talking. The words don't come and I'm yeah. just like, Oh crap. And then I'll like have like, what was I thinking about? Like, I'll just forget so many things. And I always like, Alzheimer's is always in the back of my head because my grandma has it and um, she's still alive and kicking, but she's not, she's not there. Um, She's not there anymore in her brain. And so just thinking about memory and thinking about our health of, you know, when, when I'm 80, I want to be vibrant and not in a nursing home because of something I could have controlled way back when. So, and hydration is that important. I know I just like what serious real quick, but hydration is that important to everything we do. You know, and some other functions that hydration does, we just talked about it moistens your, the oxygen and whatnot, but you know, for you to absorb your oxygen, but the other things it, it creates, um, what is it? The, uh, allows electricity to be conducted between nerves. Yeah. It yeah. allows... It, it has cellular cell to cell communication. Yep. Every function in your body. Yes, we've said you need minerals. Yes, we've said you need your hormones. Yes, we've said all of these things that you need for for cell for things to go in and out of your cells. But if you're not hydrated, none of that is going to move. Everything is going to be slow. You know, and a lot of people say, "Oh, well, I drink liquids, I'm fine. I drink tea, I'm fine." That's actually depleting your body of hydration. Yep. You know, here is a funny but not funny story. Um, <clears throat> so I have a brother who is achondroplasia. He has achondroplasia. Um, and he came up to me one day and he was like, Lindsay, my skin is so dry. And I was like, well, let me look at it. And I'm like, you know, my first thing is, well, you're not drink- you're not eating enough fat. Because if your skin is dry, if you have a lot of wrinkles... If you have all of these things, you're not eating enough fat. It's also a huge sign that you're not drinking enough water. And so my brother came in and he was like, why is my skin so dry? And we all, it was kind of a joke. And he was like, I just need some lotion. And I was like, no, you probably just need some water. And he was like, uh, I drank some Dr. Pepper today. And I was like, okay, but really, like, when was the last time you drank some water? And he was like, um... Like he's like thinking about it for like a while. And I was like, I'm serious. How much water have you drank today? Yeah. And he was like, I can't remember the last time I drank some water. And I was like, you can't remember the last time you drank water. And so we have like these big tumblers at my parents' house. And so I filled one up and it was like probably like a 32 ounce glass of water. He weighs like, I don't know, like maybe, maybe 90 something pounds. And so I was like, okay, you need to drink at least, you know, you need to drink this whole, this whole 32 ounce glass of water. So he drinks it and he comes back to me like 15 minutes later. And he was like, I feel like my skin is breathing. Like he was like, this is so weird. What did you do to that water? 
Uh I was like, it, it, yeah. Your skin is going to feel like you're breathing. That's how your skin is supposed to feel. You don't need lotion. Lotion is actually toxic for you. Lotion is disrupting your microbiome of your skin. Yes, you have a microbiome on your skin. And when you disrupt it, that is your first line of defense. When pathogens, when bacteria come onto your skin, your skin has a defense mechanism to fight those bacteria off. When you're constantly washing your hands, when you're constantly putting lotion on, you're actually destroying that. So that's a whole other rant that I'll have a whole episode on one day. (laughs) Yes. But... Your skin is supposed to feel like it feels when you put lotion on because you're hydrated. I don't use lotion. I can't tell you. I haven't used lotion in years and my skin is firmer and it, it, the elasticity in it is better than it was in my early twenties and I'm 30 when you're supposed to be getting old. Yes. Now, Hey, watch out now. I've I've reached that last (laughs) part of. 30s and it's a little scary looking at the four zero coming soon not soonish but soon enough um but you're right like that um like I think about my kids and I um I drank water growing up as a kid so like I wasn't terribly worried about that but then like my kids um they're pretty self-sufficient for the most part and so it requires me to like ask in and like ask questions and I sound like a, like a keeper of sorts, but I kind of am. I'm a mom. Um, so I'll ask them and they know if they want something, like even if they want milk or even if they want something else, they have to tell me how much water they've had for the day. So if they want something other than water, they have to tell me how much water they've had. And they don't necessarily know ounces. I mean, oldest does, but my others will just say, oh, I had one cup. And like, I know exactly what cup they're talking about. Like it's already measured. I know. And so if they've been hot, if they have been, um, like my daughter struggles, she has a kidney. Um, she was born with a kidney issue. Uh, her left kidney actually is acts as if it's two separate kidneys. So she has three to- total ureters going to her bladder. And so she's got some major issues. And if she gets even a lick of dehydration, she starts to have issues and like some infections can happen. And so we have to be very, very careful. And she had some medicines that would cause her to be dehydrated, which didn't help either. So, um, all that to say that hydration isn't just about the athlete. Isn't just about the person on the cover of a magazine. Isn't just about the cute water bottle. The cute water bottles are simply so you can take it with you and drink. It's not about, um, you know, not having your favorite fun drinks. It's about literally living and breathing and making life work. So, when people start, you know, talking to me about how they feel and like, I think that's how I could maybe sum up water and hydration. Pay attention to how you feel in your mind. Pay attention to how clear you feel, how present, how a, like how much energy you have. Um, if you know you're doing okay with your foods and things like that, and you're like, I just don't know what's wrong with me. It could be the water thing. Um, Lindsay brought up uh, Dr. Pepper. Some examples of things that can like deplete you of water or dehydrate you. She said caffeine. Caffeine is a, is a big one. Phosphoric acid, phosphoric acid messes with your HCL, your stomach acid it interferes or, and then high fructose corn syrup or any kind of refined sugar that raises your glucose and insulin levels will, will dehydrate you. So if you're eating a cupcake, I don't know if you've ever been out there eating a cupcake, And, or if you go like our local ice cream parlor, like, and it's really good quality ice cream, but they actually have a water fountain because if your blood sugar or blood glucose and insulin levels raise so high, you're going to need, you're going to need, um, more water to push that out because technically it's like a, it's kind of like a toxic response in your body. So you need to help push that out. Aspartame. I am the queen of overusing aspartame and I won't lie. I won't even lie. I'm still a recovering aspartame user. Um, (laughs) I'm just going to say it that way. But aspartame, like when you're drinking your diet soda and I am a diet Coke with a squeeze of lime girl, I'm not even going to lie. I love my diet Coke. It's usually once a week I get it. But with the squeeze of lime, I love it. But what happens is I always order a glass of water with it because it dehydrates me and I'm even thirstier. So then I drink more aspartame and then I like, if I was left to my own devices, I would drink even more Diet Coke 
and then be like, oh my gosh, I need a whole bottle of water now. Right. Um, because it dehydrates you so that you you keep thinking you need more acid, you need more to drink, but you always go back to your favorite drink. And so you're constantly, you're constantly in that circle of needing more, but yet you don't need more of that, but that's all you, that's all that tastes good to you. You know, I used to love cherry limeade. That was like my go-to drink, cherry limeade. Oh, at, from Sonic. It's the best ever. And like now I can taste it. Like as I'm, I haven't drank it since I was 15. Okay. Maybe I've had like a sip or two since then. So we're talking 14 years. I haven't drank this. Um, 15 years. I haven't drank this. I was probably, yeah. Cause it was before I turned 16 and because my coach told me no more pop. And so I was that kid that was like, Oh my God, my coach says no more pop. I'm not going to drink any more pop. I did drink sweet tea for a long time after that, but <laughs> with like syrup, syrup, sweet tea, not just sweet tea. Yeah. Um, but that, that, that cherry limeade, I would want so many large cherry limeades from Sonic every day because I was used to that taste. I was used to the sweetness of the cherry. I was used to the, the sour of the lime and the, the carbonation from Sprite. Like I craved that every day and that's how I got my hydration, but it was depleting me and I kept needing more. Whenever I stopped drinking that, I felt so much better. It didn't take that long. You know, people say, oh, it took me so long to get off Dr. Pepper. It took me so That's like everybody around here's go-to drink. And it's like, they have to have this drink because they're addicted to it. Speaking from personal experience, I come from a family who thinks they need to go to Sonic three times a day to get their drinks constantly. And it's like, the reason you need it is because you keep feeding that addiction. It's like any other addiction. But it's, it's. I found it so much more enjoyable and curbs your actual thirst again. And another thing, Gatorade is not hydrating you. It is not electrolytes. It's full of corn syrup and not real electrolytes. Just like, just like in the mineral episode where we talked about supportive nutrients and supportive minerals, Gatorade doesn't have any of that. Nope. It's not hydrating you. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about sourcing our water. Okay. So like we know that all of these things we shouldn't be doing. So let's see how we can like replace or add in. So here's the other thing too. Like the way I approach things is I don't want to take things away from people. I want right. to make it very hard for you to engage in the things that don't support your body. So I will never say, oh, you cannot have that because you might be able to, like, we might be able to make that work. That's fine. But you need to get your needs. Yep. So you need to be able to get your needs before your wants. Right. So that's kind of the rule, like kind of like in your budget, like you need to pay for the roof over your head. You need to pay for your insurance. You need to pay for food. You need to pay for the light, you know, all of that, right? Needs before wants. And so let's talk about, um, let's make it really hard to choose all those other things that may be dehydrating, right? So how do we, do you want to talk and help us learn more about where we should be getting our water from versus where we should be very careful? Like if we're going to the store and getting a bottle of water. Yeah. So bottled water, oftentimes it's going to have fillers in them that are actually drying out agents. And so if you are getting a very popular bottle of water that's blue and has big A on it. That is one of the absolute worst brands of water bottles you can buy for yourself because it's going to continue to make you thirsty. Yeah. It has drying agents in it so that you will continue to buy their water and you will get addicted to their specific water. It's a huge money game. It's disgusting absolutely ridiculous but that's the greedy world we live in so, so let's talk about that for just a minute the drying agents and stuff so that big a company the other one the big d company yep. by you know competing companies um those on the bottles will say that they are spring water that they're from sourced from natural springs that is marketing because that company what happens is you need to look at the 
uh, actual labeling and see if it was bottled at the spring or if it was just spring water. Because what happens is, at least in the United States, I don't know any other country's rules, in the United States, if you source water, like good quality water from a spring, and then you need to transport it to a place to bottle it, it has to be chlorinated. So you're going to get great spring water and then ruin it by chlorinating it. And then it's drinking chlorinated, basically like city water is what you end up drinking. So just really be careful of the marketing on the side of the label. So um, go ahead after that. Yeah. So when you are sourcing your water, I personally, you know, I don't buy, I don't purchase bottled water from the store. A good way of getting quality. And I understand we're, we're in a rush. Sometimes you're away from your house. You need to buy water. I always buy like the gallon bottles of water. Like if we're on a camping trip, that's understandable, but that's not where I try to source my water from regularly. Um, I have a filter in my home. It was a couple hundred dollars. I don't, didn't buy like the really expensive, like the really like thousands of dollars, um, water filters, but filtering out your water and knowing what is in your local water is extremely important. Also, you can go to the website, um, EWG where they will tell you what is actually in your water. Um, I live in Oklahoma in a small town. We have a large uh, percentage of arsenic in our water. Now, arsenic, think about that. That is going to cause so many problems in your body. That's shuttling in heavy metals into your body just by drinking water. And so don't get the excuse that, well, I just won't drink, I just won't drink water because it has arsenic in it. That's, that's not a good excuse, y'all. Shuttling your body full of those things is extremely damaging just as much as shuttling in all of these high toxic drinks that we let into our body that we get addicted to. So I would say the best sourcing of water is to get yourself a good heavy, heavy metal detoxing, um, a fluoride cleaning filter that is going to clean your water from all of the junk that people put into it. Yeah. And you know, like I backpack, I love backpacking. I love hiking. And I, I was thinking about this. I was kind of convicted on this that, you know, I filter or did, I filtered more um, I was, I paid more attention to the water I filtered out in, out in the wild than I did in my own home. And I think we get this misconception that, oh, you know, they wouldn't let X, Y, Z in our water. And while, again, that argument from some people and scientists will say, oh, it's, it's, um, the, the dose makes the poison. But if I'm drinking 120 ounces of water a day or more, depending dose never makes the poison. No, I'm already poisoned. I'm already poisoning myself just because I am getting so much of those metal. Like mine has heavy metals in it too. And I'm in a, I'm in a city like area and I don't, I cannot believe that it was as bad as it was. But, um, I think it's important to think about like outside water. We think about, Oh, let's make sure it's clean. Let's make sure it's done. But we're trusting companies to filter mass quantities of water that honestly, I don't even know. I don't know the, the economics of it. And I don't know the politics of, it. I don't know all of that, but all I know is that they cannot probably afford to put new infrastructure in and still charge us what they charge us for water. And thinking like that, I'm like, Oh, well they cannot meet the next higher level of demands, honestly, economically and make it reasonable. So that's where, again, it falls on our responsibility to go check that ewg.org and then you can search in there like water. You can put your own zip code in. Choose mm -hmm. who you pay your water. If it's a well water, you can even look and see what's like in that area, what kind of things are in your ground to be, you know, that's absorbing in your water. And you can look in there and then look for some kind of filter for your house, either your main water supply. I know some people that have water supplies that they do that. You can get, is it the Berkey? Berkey? That's what I have. The Berkey water filter. I, in my refrigerator, I actually have um, something very, it, it's expensive, um, but it is a filter that goes in. It's not the actual brand that my refrigerator is. 
it's one that fits it and it does very similar. I just have to kind of pay, it's pay by use. Um, and then the other thing, um, thinking about osmo reverse osmosis, mm -hmm. people will get reverse osmosis, uh, water filters in their home. And that's awesome. I, I love that idea. It's okay. However, reverse osmosis removes all the minerals from your water. Yeah. At my husband's um, in place of employment right now, he's like, oh, we've got reverse osmosis. We're totally fine. I'm like, no. And so I sent him with some salt. And so he carries salt at his desk or whatever. But um, reverse osmosis re uh, depletes the water of all the minerals in it. So it is not even absorbable. Right. So you know, and another great thing along with that salt is Trace Mineral Drops is a great brand. Um, it's I think it's like 18 to $20 for a bottle that lasts me several months. I put about like 10 drops in my water daily. And that really is, again, it's from the ground. It's from um, the brand that I get. I think it's from uh, the Great Salt Lakes in Utah. Not the Great Salt Lakes, Salt Lakes in Utah. Um, and it's just heavily concentrated mineral water. That's all it is. And so it helps to bring that mineral from the ground back into our bodies. You know, I, I was actually listening to a podcast one time and this was years ago, but it talked about how America used to have all these springs and all these different springs. People would go to these springs for certain benefits. I won't say the H word, but that's what they would go to these certain springs for. If you had certain skin irritations or if you had certain illnesses, you would go to a specific spring and it would help to support your body. You know, the Bible talks about water so many times. Come to me and you will never thirst. Yes, of course, Jesus has purpose in all of the things that he said. And yes, he, he is speaking of himself. If we, if we thirst for Jesus, we will never, we will never thirst again, but he doesn't just say those things flippantly. He says all of these things with a purpose. And so if he says, come to me and you will never thirst again, he's talking to the woman at the well that was constantly going to the well to get water. She was very hurt. She had a long life of, of emotional and physical and sexual, all this trauma in her life. And he said, come to me. I just, I want a relationship with you. I want to love you in the midst of all of these things. He didn't say repent for your sins. Let me just throw that out there. He didn't say repent for your sins. You're a terrible, terrible woman. Come to me and not live this life anymore. He did say, come to me. I want to give you this life. And then he said, now go tell everyone how your life has been changed. He does everything with a purpose throughout the Bible. He's not just going to give us water to drink that doesn't serve a valuable purpose. And so if we are not utilizing these things that God gives us to support our body, y'all, in so many of our episodes, we've talked about the, the price that it takes to be healthy. And so many people are, are, they're frustrated with the price that it takes to support their body. And it's just too, it's too expensive to be healthy. I, I hear that all the time. God gave us water for free. And like Danielle said, I am less worried about the water in some random spring somewhere or some pond water than I am my tap water, honestly. Yep. You know, I, I invested in a great water purifier. The Berkey is an excellent water filter. It cost me like, I think 300, like 280, 300 with tax or something like that. And it's great. It's still filtering my water with the first filters I put on it. It's still working amazing. I've tested it. The water's great. It tastes better than tap water too. I know that people say, oh, water doesn't taste different. It totally does. It does. It, does. it totally does. You can tell a difference when you're an actual water drinker yep. versus when you drink a lot of stuff and then you just drink one glass of water a day and you think that's enough water. I got from the store, I was thirsty one day and I saw that there was actual volcanic water and I looked at it and I looked at the ingredients and it was literally water sourced at one of the Hawaiian, I think it's called like Waikiki water or something like that. And then there's one that's called Volvic water. Oh, that doesn't sound appropriate. Of like something water. Vol, like it's V-O-L-V, 
icy or something like that. Anyway, both of those waters are really high quality and they taste so good that I keep them on the in like in the refrigerator just waiting for me for when I've had like a really like hard workout day, like really hot, you know, something like that. They're so delicious. Um, you were talking about the two almost $300 filter. I wanted to input that um, there's also a filter that you can put inside your water bottle. I think there's one from Work, Berk, Worky, Berkey, but there's yeah. also one I got on Amazon and I think it's called Stantiva or Santiva. Um, oh, no. I'll link that down in the comments below or the show notes as well. But it is just a filter that has char activated charcoal and I think that's it. And you just put it in some boiling water to activate it. And then I use it for a week at a time, put it in some boiling water, and it, like, had this net, like, I will not forget the first time I cleaned it out from, you know, the first week of use. I was disgusted of what came out of my water. Like, it looked like there were worms in my water. It was this white, like, it was a ton of, like, white, curly, cuey things that came out of this. And I'm like, uh, was that actually going in me? No, I understand that some of that was lime. I get that. Like some of that was the limestone that's in my water. Gross. But the other part, I'm like, that is disgusting. No wonder why sometimes hair can get so dingy and, you know, gross. And thinking about that, you can get some of these filters for your shower as well, like just a shower head filter. And it can filter out any of the excess chlorine from your water or any excess limestone or hard, you know, the hard water and things if you're having trouble with your water. So Something to think about too with hydration is it's, it is about water, but it's about all the ways you use your water too, mm -hmm. right? Chemicals are absorbed into your body. Once you put something, anything, not just chemical, when you put anything onto your skin, it is absorbed into your bloodstream within 26 seconds. Yep. So your toxic makeup that you think is like, ah, oh, it's okay. It's, I'm, I'm doing everything else right. That's absorbed into your bloodstream in 26 seconds. That's terrifying. Yeah, it is very terrifying. Um, and I know with hydration, people are like, oh my gosh, I don't want to have to go to the bathroom. I don't want to have, like, I don't, I don't have time to stop in the bathroom. I'm a teacher. This is my job. I, I'm so into it. I just don't want to get up and I forget to drink. Something I do recommend for my clients is to set a timer. If they have a very busy job where they're just like zoned in and they can't remember, set a timer. Your phone is always on you. Set that timer. If you yeah. don't want to, um, if you don't want to, uh, be rude and have the timer go off, set it on vibrate, put it on your watch, do something like you have control over that. Another thing is make sure that you are sipping your water throughout the day and not chugging too often. People will sit and like, Oh my gosh, I haven't drank. So I need to like chug like 16 ounces right now. Not okay, because that's going to dilute your stomach acid, but also you're probably going to have to pee like in a bolus, just like you just took that. Right. So and like, like you just said, do not, a huge thing that I work with my clients on is when you are dehydrated, but you all, most people that come to me have a digestive dysfunction of some kind. When you are drinking with your food, you are depleting your stomach acid. You are causing your digestive process to be very sluggish. So for my clients, I tell them typically do not just completely cease from drinking anything 30 minutes before you eat. And then don't start drinking again until 30 minutes after your last bite. So you're looking at if, if you're taking, you know, 30 minutes to eat a meal, which you should be taking 30 minutes to eat a meal. That is about an hour and a half that you're not drinking something. Now, Here's the thing. Most people say, oh, I can't eat anything unless I have a drink with me. The reason for that is because you're dehydrated. You're dehydrated because you haven't drank water throughout the day. Yeah, you're going to be thirsty when you're eating something because your body isn't digesting your food properly. Your body isn't moving your food. To be able to move your food, you need to be well hydrated. And so you think that drinking water with your food is going to help you to move your food along but that's actually quite the opposite. Yes, water is necessary for digestion, but it needs to already be in your cells so that your cells can properly function your digestive system. So drinking water with minerals, you know, I, I weigh 140 pounds. 
So I make it a point to fill up 40 ounces of water. Now, sometimes I drink a little bit less. Sometimes I drink a little bit more, but I make that my goal. And when I first get up, I always have, I have a 20 ounce, like the 20 ounce mason jars. Those are my favorite cups to drink out of. And so I have one of those sitting right next to my bed when I wake up. I try to drink at least half of that before I make my breakfast, before I'm getting around, you know? So I've drank 10 ounces of water then, just by getting up. By the time I brush my teeth and, you know, I try and eat a breakfast about an hour after I wake up. So usually within that hour, within those first 30 minutes of waking up, I drink that whole glass. Well, then I have about three more glasses that I fill up and I just sit on my kitchen counter. You know, whenever I didn't work in my house, I would just consciously make a note. Okay, I, I filled my glass up this many times today. Now that I'm at home, I fill those three glasses up after I finish that first one. And then I know I need to be drinking these throughout the day. And so it's con I'm seeing it, I'm consciously noting, and, and I drink a lot of water. I have drank, you know, I used to be that person that drank a gallon of water every day. Um, now I disagree with that method. I think that that method is a lot of just the diet fitness culture. That's like, oh, well, you're sweating a crap ton. Sorry, I just said crap. That's okay. I think I did too in another you're, episode. You're sweating a ton and you're outside and you, you know, you're, you're super active. So you think like, it's really cool to drink a gallon of water. And the problem is, is that whenever you start to drink that gallon of water, I did this myself. When I was drinking that gallon of water, I was never satisfied by water. Mm -hmm. I was never, I was, I was, and my thirst was never quenched because, because I was drinking that, that gallon of water every day. I thought I was super healthy and I thought, Ooh, I'm like, I'm the best because I can drink a gallon of water. And I would brag about it back then. That was dumb <laughs> because I had no minerals. Yep. I was constantly depleting my body of minerals because at the time I didn't realize the importance of quality water. I didn't understand the importance of you need minerals to be shuttling that water into your cells. And so, you know, a lot of what Danielle and I share on here is our own personal journeys through health and journeys to supporting our body. Now I can tell you now at 30, I feel better than I did at 16 years old. I feel younger than I did at 16. I feel like I, I can do anything I possibly want to do because my body, I can feel every function works properly. And I, I was somebody who I just went through my days back in the day and I just, you know, well, I'm drinking my water and I'm eating healthy, so I'm good. But nothing was functioning properly. And so a lot of what we talk about on here is how to support the actual function that your body is producing. It's not a healthy diet per se. It's not guzzling a bunch of water. It's not all of these things that people tell you is healthy. It's making sure that every function of your body is working properly. Every cell of your body is functioning. Your muscles are hydrated. And that's not just guzzling water. That's making sure that your muscles are well hydrated in the fact that they process water properly. Yeah. And I think with that, like, I'm going to expand upon what you just said, that if you can find or if what you think you should be doing is found um, at the checkout counters um, on the way out of the grocery store on those newsstands, it's probably not bio-individual. <laughs> and it's probably not necessarily actually healthy for you. It may be a good practice, but the actual like amounts and things you do are probably like, you know, Lindsay just said that she probably needs about what, 80 ounces of water a day. I weigh about, you know, a little, a little less than a hundred pounds more than her. So I obviously need more water than her. And we live a whole different lifestyle. We have a different uh, makeup. We have a different everything. So that is again, bio-individually that she said 80 ounces. And I said, I drink about 120 ounces. It's a big, like a big difference there. Um, the other thing I think when you know, I drank 120 ounces, <laughs> I was a wreck. Yes. And I'm thriving. Like I feel good. And you, and you were saying you feel better at 30 than you did in your, like when you were 16, I feel better at 37 than I have felt my whole adulthood, like probably my whole life. Honestly, I feel yeah. so good. I feel like I can show up anywhere and be confident. My body's going to do what it's supposed to do. I can just show up and enjoy life. Yeah. 
So thinking about when to drink some water. So we said stay away from drinking a ton of water during your meal, but do it 30 minutes before and probably 30 minutes after. Drink some water. Make sure you're sipping throughout the day. Um, the other thing too, that I don't think people realize, you know, like we talked about hydration being connected to like our mental health and like our bodies, um, like muscles and things like that. When you start feeling tense, when you start feeling tired, anxious, a a headache, um, when you start struggling with difficulty concentrating, that is a perfect time to drink on some water. Again, drinking is like a couple of swallows, not chug, 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 um, because that will destroy some of your ability to digest later on. You can also avoid going to the bathroom so many times by making sure that your water is electrolyte um, rich or mineral rich, like we talked about in the um, last episode. Again, sipping water throughout the day is very beneficial instead of just chugging at times. Um, And if you're looking for hydration packets, like the ones that you're going to find on the the aisle store, your grocery store aisles, properly sourcing your electrolyte balancing products is extremely important. You know, there's, there's a big one out there that everybody it's blue and green and the label, the words are white. (laughs) That product has a lot of fillers that are not necessarily beneficial to your body. There's a lot of these things like sports drinks that are not beneficial to supporting proper hydration because they have a lot of extra fillers in them. Um, you know, just simple salt water is so beneficial. I, I know that this is a drink that a lot of people don't really enjoy. Um, but coconut water is extremely good for supporting your, supporting your hydration status, supporting hydration in your body. You know, one way to, um, support your adrenal glands and support the functions of getting mineral rich nutrients into your body is what a lot of people call an adrenal cocktail. Um, there's a lot of different recipes for this, but really it's orange juice and a little bit of coconut water and salt. And that right there, the, the sugars with the, with the orange juice. Now, of course, make sure you're proper, you're properly sourcing all of this, but the sugars from the orange juice are going to give you energy. But when you're getting that energy, whenever you're getting that, that sugar from the oranges, you're going to be well balanced with minerals from the coconut water, from your salt. And you don't even have to add enough salt to make it taste. You just need a pinch of that salt. That's enough minerals to support your body. That's enough minerals to support that sugar that you just took from the, from the oranges and to help your body to shuttle all of those minerals into your body, to help your adrenal glands so that you can have proper energy in your body. This is this was a game changer for me whenever I started drinking this because I thought, oh, that's just another one of those like fads that people are drinking. And I drank it one day and I was like, I had long lasting energy all day. And you know, a lot of times people say, oh, orange juice, you can't drink it. It's going to spike your blood sugar. It's so bad for you. And really, whenever you drink the coconut water with your orange juice, you really can't taste it. You can't taste anything but drinking orange juice. Yeah. But it has proper minerals in it. So it is sustaining your body. It's supporting the function of helping your energy and getting minerals into your cells. And see, and I don't like coke. I'm I'm one of those that cannot stand coconut water. Like I don't, and I know aloe water is supposed to be supportive. And I'm like, I can't do that. Like I, I probably could if I forced it. I don't it. like aloe water. I don't like the taste of aloe water. I don't either. I, sometimes I will put just like half a tablespoon or a table, like I'll just like kind of turn it a little bit into my water and just okay. get like a drop of it. Um, I could make that work, I bet. Because it's, it's you know, you can't really taste it. I put the salt in it. I Like typically my first glass that I make in the morning, like after the glass that I drink next to my bedside table, I'll put a little bit of salt in the bottom, stir that in, get my, my trace mineral drops in there, a little bit of my uh, aloe water, and then I just mix that up and drink it. And it's really, really, I mean, it's a little different than just yeah. regular water, 
but it's pretty good because you can't taste it and it's really supporting so many functions of your body. Yeah. I really, I love aloe because it helps to soothe the mucosal lining of your intestines. And I still need a lot of help in that. I've been working on it for a long time, but like I've said before, I had a problem for many years, so I'm sure there's still a bunch of junk down in there. (laughs) I bet so. So for my adrenal cocktail, my first experience with one is I did half a cup of um, cold pressed fresh orange juice, pulp free. I did some collagen, cream of tartar for some minerals, salt for some minerals. And I did, um, I, instead of having, um, just like that kind of stuff, I also added in coconut, um, like milk cream, like that thick. And it tasted like a dreamsicle, like an orange dreamsicle. But I did that. And then, um, after I did a 11 some odd mile hike in four hours or whatever it was, and I did, I was sore, I was tired, but it was like, we were going to celebrate my son's birthday that afternoon. I'm like, oh gosh, I got to be able to like be in it. And I was tired. I was just worn and my body was stressed at a high stress. And it, even though I had like plenty of water, I filtered my water along the way. I had plenty of water and I, you know, kept tally of how much I was drinking. I was still depleted of some nutrients and I could tell that I needed some just because my body was aching and my muscles, I didn't want to get up off. It was just hard to get up after I sat down. So I made that cocktail. And like, I, like you said, I would just like, yeah, I don't know if I believe in this. Let me just try it and see. I had orange juice is so bad for you. I know, but I had this mental clarity, like, holy crap. I didn't just do that hike. I was, it was as if I could go, I don't know. It was a clearer energy than caffeine has ever given me. And for me, I will only do the adrenal cocktail for myself if I'm in a situation where I know that I've like stressed my body to an insane amount. Um, I do have some clients that instead of giving them any kind of a supplement of some sort, which they don't need, um, and they, and one client specifically refuses to reduce her stress in her life. So supporting her with, um, I promise you can't tell 65 year old women what to do because they will always fight you. It doesn't matter what it is. Even when you are right, they'll, they won't say you're right. They'll just say, okay, I'm doing this now. (laughs) Um, but I've gotten her doing an adrenal cocktail in the afternoon, which allows her to have less sugar cravings in the evening, which allows her to continue to balance her blood sugar better. Right. And she doesn't eat bad food. Like, let's be real. She's eating quality food. She's eating for her body, that kind of thing. But she, what trips her up is the stress and then the cravings that come with that stress. So anyway, we are on hydration and we're talking about blood sugar. Look at how all this, like, this should be, this should like all together. It is all connected that you can't just have one without any of these other things that we're talking about this first season. Everything works together in unison that creates this foundation, this one whole foundation, like Jesus, Jesus is the cornerstone of our faith and everything else that he gives us within him and with the freedom of him, it's just like this foundation of wellness. Like everything adds up to a bigger picture. So right. we may get off t- topic for a few minutes because it is all <laughs> intermittent. You know, as you were saying that, I was processing all of our foundations, you know, if this is the, this is one of the last episodes on the foundations of our health, mineral balance and hydration are two huge parts of supporting your body, supporting the foundational aspects of your body, because hydration and mineral balance do so many important things. They, these two are like, I kind of think that they are the most two related because you literally have to have both of them. These are both things that Jesus talked about. Minerals, we have said, you know, are, are the name of our podcast. If y'all watch the, the, how we named our, how we named this together is, is even the rocks cry out. Minerals are from the rocks that Christ gave, that God gave us. These are supportive things that he, he made as he was breathing, as he was breathing life into the ground. That is life giving that's life-giving that he gave us. We are made from those minerals. Hydration bursts up from the ground to for to, to support our body. You know, mineral balance and digestion are things that he made our body to do. That's what our body, that is how he created every every function of our body to 
to regulate our blood sugar, to help our digestive system. And our digestive system helps regulate the way that we absorb everything into our body. So those two things are the things that he made our body to do. Hydration and minerals he gave us up from the ground. That's something that he gave us. Something that's, you know, whenever we think about heaven, we think about, oh, the gold on the ground. The reason why the gold is on the ground is because it really is, is insignificant. That's how he could relate how insignificant that was to how amazing heaven is going to be. When you think about the earth, when we think about the ground that we walk on and how amazing it is that even that, even the, the dirt that we walk on, we think that dirt is just nothing. Dirt is so important to how we support our body. The water that springs up, the water that falls from the sky is so important to how we support our body's functions. And everything, just like the birds of the sky, he cares about those things. He cares about everything to support our body and everything has a purpose. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think that when we try to make things too complicated, when we overcomplicate scripture, we mm -hmm. or overcomplicate our relationship with Jesus, overcomplicate what Bible reading looks like, we are put into a paralysis and then we don't engage in our relationship with Jesus. We don't engage in holy habits. When we overcomplicate our food, when we overcomplicate our lifestyle, we freeze into per in paralysis and don't make a decision and don't move, don't move forward, don't change, and don't follow through with what we say we believe. Um, so kind of like wrapping up, like we said, these are the foundations of wellness. Um, it is digestion, blood sugar regulation, fatty acids, your essential fatty acids, minerals, and hydration are your foundations. On the next episode, we're going to talk about how diet matters and that kind of thing and like how to just like round out your foundations and how, how to help provide your foundations the best, um, what do you call it? Like the best starting support or the best foundational support or whatever it is to the foundation. What, and you know, what diet even means? What does that word mean? Because yes. diet is a negative connotation today. And that's not what it is. A di our diet is how we support our body. Our diet is everything that we put into our body. So that is what our next episode is going to be about. All right, guys, we will see you next week. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode. You can support this podcast by going to koko-fi.com slash even the rocks podcast or find this link in the show notes. This helps to support us continue to make these episodes available to you. If you would like to work with either of us, you can find us on Instagram at even the rocks podcast or email us at even the rocks podcast at gmail.com. If you found this podcast helpful, please rate us at five stars and leave us a review. We appreciate you greatly for listening.